Back in the 1960s, researchers at Stanford University began a series of behavioural studies that would continue for four decades. It became known as the Marshmallow Experiment and involved children being asked to watch over marshmallows. It would become one of the most famous of all psychological studies and instrumental in predicting which study participants would become successful later on in their lives. Hey there, welcome. Matthew Norrie here, the host of the Happy Habit podcast. We talk health and well-being Mondays and Thursdays. Thank you for stopping by. And I have to say, I really appreciate your subscribing and telling someone you know in your life about this podcast series. They might just even get some benefit from some of the episodes. The marshmallow test is one of those scientific studies that has transcended science itself because it speaks to all of us. Take a group of five-year-olds and one by one lead them into a room alone and sit them down in front of a table with their marshmallow on a plate. The child is then given a choice. He or she can eat the marshmallow straight away or wait 15 minutes while the adult leaves the room. Once the adult returns, the child will get two marshmallows. So the choice is to eat one immediately or wait 15 minutes and have the benefit of two juicy marshmallows. Now, you can find this experiment online and can watch the children's reactions while they squirm and fidget inches away from the marshmallow. It's really quite funny and resonates with the child in all of us. Now, what has this marshmallow test got to do with success in later life? Well, it transpired that the children who were able to hold off on eating the marshmallow and wait for the second marshmallow, in other words, delay their gratification, turned out in subsequent years to have had better results in school, lower levels of stress and anxiety, a lower propensity towards obesity, comparatively better social skills and fewer instances of drink and drug misuse. The study continued over the next four decades while the participants' behaviour was monitored. Time and time again, the group who initially delayed their gratification by not eating that first marshmallow outperformed the other group who gave in to temptation. Delayed gratification was shown to be a huge indicator of subsequent success in a variety of areas. Every single day, we can identify numerous examples of this notion of delaying gratification. For example, the practice of delaying the gratification of finishing a workout session early will lead you to becoming fitter and stronger in the long run. Or the practice of delaying the gratification of going out with friends and studying for your exams will lead to better exam results. Heck, I'm delaying the gratification of chilling with my feet up on a Saturday afternoon by instead working on this podcast episode, which will help me get ahead of my podcast preparation for next week and leave me with a free day all day tomorrow. So there are truly opportunities to delay gratification and yield the associated benefits literally all of the time. Going back to the children asked to sit in front of the marshmallow, when you look at the disparity in success between the two groups of children, those delaying their gratification and 
being successful in later life and those not delaying gratification and thus experiencing less success. We pose the question, is this a case of nature or nurture? Were we born like this or can we learn to delay gratification? In further experiments, some children were made promises that were kept, while others were promised the same thing, like a crayon, but failed to receive it. The children who benefited from the kept promises learned the value of trust and performed better in a subsequent marshmallow test, whereas children who had experienced broken promises saw no value in trusting the tester and no value in delaying gratification. So this showed that we can actually learn how to delay gratification. So how can we use this knowledge about delaying gratification in our own lives so that we can thrive? Ultimately, we must understand that delaying gratification is merely embracing discomfort in the short term for our future benefit. It would be far easier for me to not sit by my laptop researching and writing this episode on a sunny Saturday afternoon after a long week. However, it's far better for my long-term objectives of growing this podcast's popularity and getting my message out there if I embrace the discomfort in the short term, commit to producing this episode today and delay the gratification of some free time at the weekend. Okay, this sounds great. You love the idea of delaying instant gratification. But say you don't know where to start. Well, we spoke about embracing discomfort. Another word for this discomfort is discipline. Having the discipline to put your head down when you really don't want to do something and just getting on with it. Now, behavioural expert Chase Hughes has said that discipline only applies in the very short term because very quickly discipline actually evolves into a habit. So when you see someone venturing out for a run in all sorts of weather, it's not discipline that continues to get them to do it, but habit. So delaying gratification involves discomfort or discipline initially, which then morphs into a new habit. The best way to get started with learning how to delay gratification is to start slowly crawling before you can walk. So do a one kilometre run if you're looking to start running. Read one page a day if you're looking to embrace reading. At this point, it's simply about getting started, however small. Secondly, be consistent. You can only adopt a new habit if you do it often. Remember, you are creating a new groove in your brain when you adopt a new habit. The more consistent you are at performing this new activity, the easier it gets. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 